Today, it turns out President Trump didn't clear out the D.C. protesters just for a photo op. And uh, Ilan Omar gets called out by her own party. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today is a very special day. All right, because uh, we have Turning Point's Young Women's Leadership Summit in town today, which means I get to be joined by two women, and might I say two very strong women today. So today I am joined by Morgan Zieger. She is the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism, also a Turning Point contributor, uh, also Erin Elmore who I, 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 we met at a Turning Point we event. We did. It's our anniversary. It was two years it ago here in Dallas. Happy anniversary. I'm so happy that uh, that happened. Yes. Turning Point contributor and also town hall columnist. Um, I just have to say, I am very excited about all of the estrogen in the room. I think like with all of this estrogen that we have in this room, we almost reach the level of estrogen that is within Brian Stelter at any given point <laughs> in time. Humpty uh, Dumpty? Yes. Uh, let's get into the headlines of the day. So the uh, U.S. Department of Interior's Office of the Inspector General has released its findings of a probe into law enforcement actions on June 1st of last year. Now, you guys, I'm sure you remember this because it was all over the news at that point. Uh, police removed protesters from Lafayette Square in D.C. ahead of President Trump's uh, walk over to St. John's Church, which was damaged after, um, it's cute, because this card right here says, after protesters set it on fire. Oh. But I don't think you can call yourself a protester if you're setting things on fire. You're so an arsonist. I'm going to go ahead and say criminal, <laughs> arsonist, rioters. Uh, but uh, you recall, you guys, you recall all of the all of the outrage, how this was covered on the mainstream media. We have here uh, how Trump's idea, this is the New York Times, how Trump's idea for a photo op led to havoc in a park. Uh, and the, of course, the picture we've got NPR tweeting out police in Washington, D.C. use tear gas and rubber bullets on peaceful protesters <laughs> to clear them away from St. John's Church, which suffered a small fire Sunday night. President Trump then walked to the church for a photo. Uh, it, cute. It, it's just suffered a small fire. That's weird how it just spontaneously combusted. And then uh, Joe Biden's tweet, Joe Biden himself, who, of course, was then running for president, He's using the American military against the American people. He tear-gassed peaceful protesters and fired rubber bullets for a photo, for our children, for the very soul of our country. We must defeat him, but I mean it when I say this. We can only do it together. Um, ladies, I want to get your thoughts on this, but let me, ju just for the icing on the cake, may I present to you uh, a conversation that Anderson Cooper had on CNN with, I believe this was a bishop who was there. Uh, the, yes, Bishop uh, Episcopal Diocese of Washington. Here is what she had to say. Just listen to the, the high drama coming from these people of how awful President Trump was. What a monster uh, shooting tear gas, rubber bullets. Listen to this. Many Americans uh crying out in the streets for law and order, law and order that is applied equally to all of us, uh, regardless of, of color, regardless of economic status. Um, I want to thank you for letting me be on this, uh, be part of this conversation. Let me be clear. Uh, the president just used a Bible, the most sacred text of the Judeo-Christian tradition, and one of the churches of my diocese without permission as a backdrop for a message antithetical to the teachings of Jesus 
and everything that our churches stand for. And to do so, as you just said, he sanctioned the use of tear gas by police officers in riot gear to clear the churchyard. I am outraged. Oh, man. Uh, I am outraged. Uh, And so now we find out, of course, after the fact, after the election, that uh, the Watchdogs Review found that authorities made the decision to clear out the park in order to install fencing amid ongoing rioting and not for the purpose of allowing the president a photo op. Uh, And, you know, there's there's proof of that all in Secret Service documentation. But, um, you know, that's after the fact and no apologies. Uh, I'm just wondering, um, Morgan, I'll start with you here to my left. I'm just wondering, when do we get the investigation? When do we get the impeachment proceedings for all of this collusion with, it seems, the Democrat Party and the mainstream media, who it really looks like colluded in all of their reporting in pushing these false narratives uh, just to oust Trump? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Really? <laughs> First of all, I was really surprised to see this headline that the investigation came up with this result because I just don't trust the bureaucracy. I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't trust them at all to have the American people's best interest at heart. And I would say, unless we took back the House, Senate, and presidency and came back with a fire in our hearts, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. I will say, though, this story, it, I'm happy that this came to this conclusion because I went to American University in D.C. and I used to go to this church and I loved the history of of DC. I love the history of the country, and I think so many people on the left don't. But every president since James Madison has gone to service at that church, and it was just such a great example of the disrespect and the ignorance towards American history that the left has. And and uh, to see this conclusion is really happy. I, I love it. Yeah, Aaron. It's actually a breath of fresh air in a broken system. Yeah. We often don't see the truth come out when people ask. Why isn't the mainstream media reporting on this? I said, don't expect mm-hmm. to get the truth from the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine that leans conservative sent me an article from Yahoo News. And I said, unfortunately, you have to wonder what the motivation behind this is. Everything we read these days, you have to ask yourself, why are they writing this? Right. What is their end game? What is their goal? There are no facts on the left anymore. There are no statistics. There is no data. It's just them banging their fists for the leftist mob mm-hmm. incessantly. Mm-hmm. And all we hear about is January 6th over and over and over. But what about in my hometown of Philadelphia, the not mostly peaceful protests, a city destroyed, businesses, often African-American and minority businesses, destroyed, permanently closed, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, um, Chicago, New York, the list goes on and on and on. And we never hear anything about those lives lost and the destruction to those places. And instead, Republicans are called white supremacists, and that's the biggest threat to America. Mm-hmm. We really do often feel that we're living in bizarre and crazy times, and I really hope that the narrative is shifting and that crazy pendulum is shifting more our way. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go back and look at all of the things that, uh, you know, President Trump and I'm sure all of us here at the table, you look at what we were called when, you know, Trump talked about hydroxychloroquine uh. and he was a he's a crazy person. He should be, you know, prosecuted for trying to give medical advice because he's not a doctor. And you had states actually going and banning the drug. They are not allowing the doctors to use it to treat COVID-19. I mean, you talk about all these things and then it's like, oh, wait, there were a couple studies that dropped that showed that hydroxychloroquine actually did help. Whoops. I mean, it's like just a constant barrage of all of these things now that are coming up in the news. 
sort of as, you know, afterthoughts, like, well, we'll just bury this just a little bit, um, that show that, you know, I guess President Trump wasn't the crazy person that they portrayed him to be. Um, and it's just, it's so frustrating for me because, you know, I mean, we were we were doing our best to get the to get the truth out here at Blaze TV. And, you know, I know that there are a couple other networks that do that in alternative media. But how many people were listening to Anderson Cooper on CNN talk to this woman about how it was just horrible what he did? And how many people were listening to CNN when they talked about the insurrection and, you know, how, oh, well, President Trump, it's his fault. And he told these people to do this and he egged them on. And um, how many people are listening to this? And then going to the ballot box and casting their vote based on this assessment, which then we find out later is literally, there's no fact. There's absolutely no fact to it. Um, I just, are the people ever going to wake up, do you think? I mean, I I think we're we're in it, right? Like we're in it. We read this every day, but the average American doesn't. So, I mean, are are they do are they going to read this and go, oh, crap, I guess I should I guess I should think about it next time uh, the news tells me something like this. I have a hard time gauging what people that don't live, eat, sleep and breathe this are thinking. But I do sense a shift because if you look at what's going on in most of the major metropolitan cities, and what's going on in the suburbs with the parents who thought, wait a minute, the police are going to protect me. And wait a minute, right. my kid needs to go right. to school. Yeah, yeah. And I know Virginia is a big state where the school boards are falling apart and the parents are, are factioning. Yeah. You know, you have the people that are really focused on critical race and the people that think, I want my kid to learn math. Right. So I, I'm starting to sense that people are realizing that they've given the left too much power. They've given mm-hmm. the mainstream media too much power. They've given Twitter, Facebook, Instagram too much power. I hope and sense that the pendulum is swinging in some places. But to go back to my paradigm of Philadelphia, there's the first George Soros um, district attorney. His name is Larry Krasner. He destroyed Philly. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, criminals are running the streets and all in the name of social justice. I thought his reelection campaign um, in the Democrat primary would be a referendum on what he had done. He he just won the primary. So that in a Democrat city, he's getting reelected. So he won by a huge margin, like 65%. Mm -hmm. So to me, that city... Major cities like that want this. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to actually Rob Smith, who is um, also in the, in the turning point world. And he and I, he was in New York City for a, a million years. And I've been in Philadelphia for a million years. We've got to let go of these major cities. Yeah. This is the things changed after 9-11 because everyone came together and became more patriotic. Now, these people are coming together in a unified way of thought. And that's progressive, extreme progressivism. Mm-hmm. That's not our value system. And people that don't want to be treated like that are going to leave. And money goes where it's treated well, and it's not in major cities. People, yeah. they're, lo- they're losing seats. Yeah. So they are going to reap what they sow. Yeah. Um, Morgan, I feel like you are also uniquely qualified to answer this question as mm-hmm. the founder of Young Americans <laughs> Against Socialism, <laughs> yeah. which seems to be like where we're heading and with the Democrat Party and the mainstream media colluding to push us into that. Uh, I mean, are, are Americans, do you find that when you're talking to people, do you find that more people are waking up to all of this garbage that they're pushing us to? Yeah, I think it's gotten so extreme with the radical left that people are starting to wake up. 
and there's a million lessons to be learned here but it all goes back to really identifying what the left is up to mm -hmm. and you know we use these funny words like cancel culture it's not it's totalitarianism where you're eliminating people who disagree with you from the public square uh, it's it's not you know critical race theory where we're teaching anti-racism lessons in school we're indoctrinating children to hate America I mean yeah. they're learning that we were founded to keep slavery in this country instead of seeking freedom from a monarch uh, and then when it comes to what's going on with the mainstream media it's not fake news it's literal propaganda mm -hmm. where they are pushing fake messages and the only thing that will fix this is for people to wake up and have basic values rooted in critical thought and and right now I try not to get frustrated but I wish people would be able to look at the facts see what's coming out from the ground like for example the videos of the footage of the church burning and then seeing the fake news tell us that President Trump is is attacking these poor peaceful protesters and then figure out the answer for themselves. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna have to get extreme before any real progress is achieved here. Yeah, uh, all right, we've got more to come, including Ilan Omar getting uh, blasted by her own party. You're not gonna wanna miss that. First, we wanna thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So if you have ever browsed in incognito mode, uh, you don't realize you're not actually incognito. You're not like uh, in Harry Potter where they, you put on the invisibility cloak. You're not really invisible. Uh, that is because incognito mode, like the Chrome browser itself, it's a Google product. And uh, I don't think I have to tell these ladies that anytime <laughs> Google is involved, you got to know that you are not working with anyone who has your best interests at heart, who is going to keep any of your information private. Um, there's actually a $5 billion class action lawsuit against this company, Google, in California, where it's accused of secretly collecting user data. So uh, incognito does not mean invisible is Google's defense, but I have a way for you to actually make yourself as invisible as possible online. It's ExpressVPN. All right. So uh, you've got to go to ExpressVPN. It's very, very easy, and they've got an app for all of your browsers. So if it's computer, if it's cell phone, whatever it is, they are going to anonymize you, and they're going to use encryption so that you are assigned a random IP address, and you can be protected. You don't want these big tech companies taking your data. And by the way, they're not just going to take them, they're going to profit off of it. Okay? So go to expressvpn.com slash why. You will get three months for free when you sign up at expressvpn.com slash why. That is expressvpn.com slash why. The House Democrats are ripping into Representative Ilan Omar over a tweet that she made earlier this week, which uh, a lot of them privately and not so privately are calling anti-Semitic, which is shocking, I know, because it's not like she has a history of saying anti-Semitic things. Uh, here is the tweet. She said, we must have the same level of accountability and justice for all victims of crimes against humanity. We have seen unthinkable atrocities committed by the U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban, I asked Secretary Blinken where people are supposed to go for justice. Um, so, it, by the way, you know, just linking in the U.S., Israel, Hamas, the Taliban, uh, unthinkable atrocities and human rights abuses. It does make one wonder why she decided to come here as a refugee if we are, in fact, so awful. Um, but uh, this was there was a response uh, on this from Congressman Brad Schneider from Illinois. He said uh, he included a bunch of other representatives and said, we urge Representative Omar to clarify her words, placing the U.S. and Israel in the same category as Hamas and the Taliban. All right. I mean, I think that that's pretty reasonable. And of course, 
This kills me, you guys. She, uh, I, I read on the internet that, that this was a clapback, and I was like, if this is a clapback, I hate all of you. Uh, it says, it's shameful for colleagues who call me when they need my support to now put out a statement asking for clarification and not just call. The Islamophobic tropes in this statement are Oy. offensive. The constant harassment and silencing from the signers of this letter is unbearable. Uh, and then she, you know, went on citing an open case against Israel, U.S., Hamas, and the Taliban and the ICC is comparison or from deeply seated prejudice. Uh, you might try to undermine these investigations or deny justice to these victims, but history has taught us that the truth can't be hidden or silenced forever. But I, I just... The Islam, could you, could anyone direct me, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to ask it anyway, could you please direct me to the place where the Islamophobia happened? Because I, I seem to have missed it. No, uh, and that's a, a frequent word that they throw around, yes. and I don't know if you guys can relate, but I'm a Nazi. Yes. Uh, apparently, oh, yeah. I'm like racist, a bigot. Yes. I didn't even know how to pronounce bigot a few years ago, <laughs> and then I went to a college campus where they like gave us the diversity training, and I was like, bigot? What? <laughs> and I remember when I went to American, I, I didn't even know why they were asking what my pronoun was on the paper because I went in 2015 before it was really a thing and so I, I literally took my phone out and googled pronoun because I was like they can't be asking me right. the she her question right. like why would they ask that right. they were uh, oh but they call us these words and when they do that it dilutes the meaning of it and so then when you actually see anti-semitism and hate mm -hmm. coming from someone even on the left like with Ilhan Omar people don't really know what to do and I have a, an interesting story at Wichita State University this girl reached out to me she was the Turning Point USA chapter president and she said that she submitted my name to be on this list highlighting women that all the student senators that she she was in student senate all the people that they look up to and so she put my name on it and she got brought up on charges of <gasps> code of conduct violations for promoting promoting nazism and white supremacy stop because i'm a capitalist from turning point usa <laughs> and so she had to go through the two-hour review we were there for her we went through the whole thing with her and she got out fine but we still had to go through the whole process and so it just it makes me laugh because the same way that the Democrats are coming out against her, it really shows the difference between a radical leftist and a liberal. And mm -hmm. so those classical liberal Dems that are really with us on most of the issues in the country, they finally saw her and said, oh, no, 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 we need to stand up. Same thing with what happened on the campus. The liberal Democrat students that are probably aligned with, with us at this table more often than not, they were shocked by the leftist behavior of what they did to that poor girl for just putting a conservative on a women's, you know, a appreciation post and so that was really nice for me and I think that really when they act like this it draws a line yeah. in the sand between classical liberals Republicans and Democrats versus these radical leftists yeah Aaron wow that's a really funny right <laughs> I mean it's, it's funny because it's true yeah. um, the thing about us being called like the normal average Republican is really scared to be called a racist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people like mm -hmm. us, I say, don't lose. I'm not scared anymore. No, no. We, we don't care. It happens no. every day. Yeah, every, they're, and they're going to call you that no matter but what. But the problem is, is we have kids. Remember Chicken Little? Mm -hmm. He kept saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Um, when you keep saying the sky is falling and nothing happens, when the sky is actually falling, mm -hmm. you, you don't notice it anymore. And that's what I would tell these people that are calling us Nazis and racists. You're diluting the message, like you said, and when you dilute the message so much, it, it, you, when there's a real racial issue, mm -hmm. it's not present anymore. And I do feel sorry for the Republicans that have to worry about this because it's fear of losing their job and their financial resources. Mm -hmm. That's tough. But people like us that get to live this and live without the fear, I think we're really blessed in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is interesting, too, because, um, you know, when you look at Ilan Omar and I mean, she was very angry that they actually, you know, would call her out. Like, 
it seems that they're very much eating their own, right? They're kind of eating each other because you've got the oh, radical wing. They always wing. have. Yeah, yeah they always you've, have. you've they got their the, own. The, the radical wing who has been, you know, they have their people who they have then radicalized and... Then you've got, as Morgan, as you said, all of the, you know, the more classical liberal, the people, well, I don't think very many of them exist anymore, but even someone like Nancy Pelosi, who is super progressive, like, is not so comfortable with the things that Ilhan Omar and AOC and the the squad are doing. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Who who is the one who's going to come out on top? You know what I would love to ask Ilhan Omar? Several things. Um, I'm Jewish. I converted and I worked really hard to be Jewish, and I understand the history of Israel and Palestine pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she, you know, there's allegations we, that she was what cheating on her husband with one of her staffers. Yeah, that, and so that was was that the murky. husband that was the brother, or well, I think that was the other husband, not just, the brother. Husband. Let's just ask her mm-hmm. hypothetically. If you went over to Palestine and cheated on your husband, and it got, became public, what, what do you think would happen in Palestine? That's I'll wait. Great question. Oh, yeah, you'll be thrown off a building or stoned. Right. And I don't mean stoned. I mean, like, stoned to death. Yeah, yeah. So, Palestine is no joke. They don't play over there. No. You see people um, of Islamic faith or, or Muslim saying Muslims for Palestine and gays for Palestine. If you're gay in Palestine, yeah. it's lights out for you. Yeah. As Christy Teigen calls it, that's a dirt nap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not using that funnily. I'm using yeah, it accurately. Yeah, 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 if yeah. you were gay in Palestine, you're dead. Right. Mm-hmm. But but they don't. But it's like I, I mean, you're, she knows that. But the but the average person who's holding that sign has no clue. You're cheering for a place and a government that says in their charter, "Death to Israel." Mm-hmm. That's the foundation of what Hamas says. Mm-hmm. And they believe that if you're gay, you should be murdered. You know, if you cheat on your husband, you should be murdered. You can't leave your home, I believe, unmarried without your husband or a man, rather. So you're going to bat for a culture and a society that would kill you. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a great point. Morgan, does, is, it, is it the schools that are to blame? Is that the root problem here of these people who have absolutely no clue what they're advocating? Well, yes, that's probably the biggest reason. There's a million. I mean, we could blame the participation trophies, the lack of values, the the social media that pushes out false information, but at the end of the day, our schools really failed our children. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people will talk to me sometimes, if we've got to fix the colleges, it's it's way too late by that it's point. Too far gone. By, in middle school, we need to be making sure that our kids understand why our country exists, why it's so exceptional, mm-hmm. why it's so fragile. And when you understand the fragility of it, and and the fact that our founders looked at every instance of a country and a society before, and then took the good things, and then made note of the bad things, and made that into a constitution, it's it's quite wonderful. And and it all goes back to it. they're burning this massively historic church in Washington D.C. and they don't care. They probably mm-hmm. don't have any idea of the history of it. And when they first started going for those statues. Remember, we were like Chicken Little. We were like, this is not good. Next thing you know, I mean, what, flash forward three years, they're changing history curriculum in the schools. So we're very much onto it. And I started Young Americans Against Socialism because at the time, those were the polls that were all coming out, right? Democratic socialism got normalized. And part of the work that we do is really making sure people understand what that means. Socialism is just the economic step. Mm. And yes, it's an important step because it gives the government control over you. And once they have economic and financial control over you, 
they can really dictate any desired behavior or action from you. The problem is though, there's, there's the totalitarianism aspect, which is coming from cancel culture. There's the infiltration of our military, which is being woke with the 1619 Project teachings and the critical race teachings, our education system, the media. It's happening in every aspect. It's not just socialism on the rise. And so the more we can spread just basic awareness of this stuff, I think will be good. And at the same time, I'm getting a little red-pilled on this. Why did we even trust the government to teach our kids about this in the first place? If, in a perfect world, I know yeah. I'm asking for a lot here, but in a perfect world, imagine if every American parent knew the, the stakes that were in this and were able to teach their little kids how to be strong individuals that were solid with mental fortitude and had a solid understanding of American history and values. Yeah. Am I asking for a little um, too I much here? I trust the United States yeah. Postal Service to send a dress to me because yeah. my mom just did that and it took three weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, some, I don't so we know got you guys, work to do. You guys can agree. Like, people are like, well, we send our kids to school and they learn the Pythagorean theorem, but they don't know how to change a tire. Why would we trust the government to right. teach our kid how to change a tire? And I know that there's a lot of discussion behind that, but I just wish more people could realize it starts at the home. And I know yeah. every family is not going to be able to do that. Some people aren't able to provide that. But if we could all just take a little step in our own lives, I think that would be a big help. I um, will just go on record now that I won't be teaching my son how to change a tire. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's a cool dad on YouTube. He's, he does that because he didn't have a father figure. He makes how-to oh, videos awesome. for everything. So I, I so even there you watch go. him sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So I, just, I learned how to put so hair in my tires last year. So you, wi- <laughs> so you will teach him, it just won't be you. Right. But you can still take the credit for it. It's okay, fine. Great. Uh, yeah. Problem right. solved. Crisis averted. Yeah, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So if you have not yet gotten your father something for Father's Day, it is right around the corner. Um, don't get him another mug or tie. He doesn't need any more of those. Okay, give him the gift that's going to save him thousands in ammunition and take his marksmanship to the next level. That is iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro was invented to give law-abiding citizens a cost-effective way to train in the safety and privacy of their own home. Have you guys seen this? Do you guys no, know about I, this? I think I might buy one for my dad it's after this. so freaking cool. <laughs> so it's you got a little laser bullet and you put it, they, they come in like all oh, calibers. Wow. Yeah, you put it in the, the firearm and then you can dry fire. It comes with a target and an, an app that you can load on your phone so it can and track it for you. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's, you can dry fire. So you can be sitting watching TV and you're just dry firing, learning your weapon, learning the trigger pull. It's super cool. You can have, it, this was the, the way that um, my son first handled yeah. a firearm for the first time. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, and he loved it. So it so pays for itself own, in the first you time. you use your own firearm? Yeah. Yeah, you use your own firearm. So you can learn your own gun because every gun is different. Yeah. So um, it's great. And as an added bonus, you don't blow any holes through your couch or your walls. All right. So uh, <laughs> dad will love it. You got to go to itargetpro.com. Save 10% and get free shipping with the offer code NEWS. That is the letter I, itargetpro.com. Get 10% off and free shipping with offer code NEWS. All right, this is the segment where I have to remind everyone who has not yet taken their blood pressure medication, um, you got to make sure that you take it before you watch this clip because you're going, your head's going to explode if you have not yet taken your blood pressure medication and you do, in fact, have high blood pressure. Anthony Fauci was on with uh, Meet the Press Daily with Chuck Todd, and uh, he was talking about all of the criticisms that he was receiving. You know, Anthony Fauci, highest paid uh, federal employee, uh, gets paid more than the president of the United States of America, and he is very sad because his little fifis are hurt that uh, people have been attacking him personally. Here is what he had to say about uh, what people are really doing when they're attacking him personally. Watch. Me, quite frankly, are attacks on science because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning 
have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people and there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to do, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. And anybody that looks at what's going on clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. That is what's going on. Science and the truth are being attacked. Wow. Who knew that uh, attacking a, a, a man is an attack on science? All of the things he said, all of the things that I have spoken about from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Let me say this one more time for you guys to digest. All of the things I have spoken about from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Huh, survey says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't think that that's correct because I'm pretty sure when you're a scientist, you don't get to just give some sort of directive and then um, when there's no new data but it turns out that the public doesn't like your directive and then you change your directive I don't think that you get to say that that's like super science-y um, when there's no new data you just decided that it didn't uh, f it didn't fly with the American people um, how is he still being allowed on television Morgan I don't know because you <laughs> yeah. were right about the blood pressure thing I was like what yeah uh, and every day it gets crazier. crazier I'm like, surely it. he's going to yeah. stop saying this sort of crap. One mask, two mask goggles. What? Yeah. <laughs> stop. I, I, I thought tried. we had jumped the shark at goggles. Same. I, I thought no, we had. I, I remember in the beginning, because people used to love him, right? Like, in the beginning, I remember Republicans were like, he's our hero. Mm. People were... I, I remember this and I'm not going to call him out, but I used to be like, yeah, he's kind of cute. You know, he's a little nerdy oh, doctor. No. And, and he was like that common ground for all of us because it was yeah. a scary time in the beginning, right? Nobody knew what was happening. We trusted the doctor versus, you know, seeing the politicians fight it out. And we all liked him. There was underwear. I don't know if you remember this. <gasps> it, there was underwear no. in spring 2020 that came out with his name on it and Cuomo. Look how that turned out. Oh, and oh, and like 28,000 people signed a petition to have him named sexiest man of the year, Fauci, last year in 2020. Oh. And so there was this love was it, for him. They, they were they were they were they were blind. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a massive love for him, and I think it's because they wanted to feel secure and safe. Yeah. And what bothers me about Fauci is he goes and does interviews and talks about his lack of understanding or just neglect for laws for policy yeah. for freedom all that stuff he says no i don't keep that into consideration then okay you shouldn't be the only one getting right. to dictate what happens i'm sorry but if that's your opinion that's not how it works here this is not some other country this is america where we have to consider other people's freedoms and he said time and time again he just doesn't mm -hmm. ever think about that in his decision making but it, what bothers me the most is that everybody trusted him everybody wanted his underwear and wanted him to be named sexiest well, man hold on of the i don't year. think everybody okay not everywhere all these people that are you know in the middle and they just wanted yeah. the sense of security they trusted him and because we all trusted him look what happened now now china's about to get away probably with spreading a pandemic level virus around the country killing how many people now at this point it, they lied about it being spread from person to person. They lied about this pandemic that killed a million, millions of people at this point, right? Mm. And now we're at this point where we're shocked as if we didn't trust it. And so I think people at the end of the day are going to start having 
a drive to think for themselves. This all goes back to what we were just talking about. The idea of critical thought, of thinking for oneself and coming up with your own decision. Fauci, I think, is going to lead the charge on this in terms of getting people who once trusted him absolutely so disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. It's going to make them start thinking for themselves, I think. I love, Morgan, so, you're so optimistic. I, I love this. You're I mean, he's really making me mad, and I'm sure people that put their, their heart and soul into believing yeah. him and trusting right. him versus a politician, they're like, whoa, people can lie on television when right. they read his emails? He lied yeah. to us? Yeah. That's a real shock for some people. Yeah, and if they if they yeah. go back and remember when, you know, uh, he said, well, don't wear masks, mm -hmm. and, and then he came back and said, well, I just said that because, you know, I didn't want all yeah. of the healthcare professionals to run out of PPE. It's like, that. that where's so the lied. science part of yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> That's not science. Yeah. Aaron. He... Like last week, I had a breakdown moment. Maybe it was because I was left Florida and went back to Philly, and it's rough, it's like being in prison, maybe. <laughs> but I had a moment when I read the emails, and he said that the particle size masks don't work. Yeah. You put our children, our families, through hell, literal, actual hell. And you were lying. You, and, and the part of to me that shows that it's really malicious and really evil. Because he, he said one mask. Well, no mask, then one mask, then two masks, then goggles. So you did all of this insanity while you knew you were lying. To yeah. me, I'm not a psychologist, a psychiatrist, to even play one on TV. But what is that called? Is that like extreme narcissism? Is it called liar, liar, pants on fire? How do you get there? How do we get there? How do you get there as a human? Mm -hmm. And for him to say it's grounded in science as well, um, he founded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab. Okay, so that's like basically fact at this point. So I have a problem with that. Moreover, I have another thought, and this, is com this came to me on the airplane today. Was this really a pandemic? So hold on, Here, here's why I say this. And this is a thought I'm developing as we talk and as the day has gone on, so I apologize. This is a, an exclusive take. This, is, this is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you look at the, let's do statistics and facts and math and data. Yeah. I'm not going to have them, but we're going to pull them up at some point. Right. Um, I believe, from what I've been told and what I understand from reliable sources, more people didn't die in 2020 than they did in 19, 18, 17. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if more people didn't die in that given year, how was this a pandemic? Mm. Question. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer. I'm just asking the question. Well, I, I also would like to know why, I mean, we're still calling it a pandemic. But I don't know if it is. Well, but even if it was, how could it still be now? I mean, it's like we, well, it's gone, it, everything's gone way down. Yeah, I mean, I know India had a, a variant spike okay. up, but as far as here. They don't want to lose that. They, they need it to keep going. It's, Let's yeah, be it's what, it's what it's, they're using to drive right. and this all isn't of their a, narrative. And this isn't a minimization of death. Right, right. By any regard. Yeah. It's just saying, statistically speaking, if fewer people died in 2019 and 20 than the five previous years, how would it be classified scientifically, medically, statistically, categorically as a pandemic? Yeah. I don't have an answer. I don't know if this is an opinion. I'm just asking the question. I would be very interested to see the data. Because I, I don't know the data, so I, I'd be pretty sure. To see the data. But I saw less people died in 2020 yeah. than in earlier then, years. Then, then, hmm. I don't know. Please don't be anti-science, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Wait, uh, so I, I'm sorry. I'm first pro First, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> then you're a Nazi. Now you're anti-science. I just can't believe I have you I'm right sorry. here. I'm sorry. I'm the first Jewish Nazi. To <laughs> I think this is Dave Chappelle's kid about that. <laughs> uh, all right. We've, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, if you, again, I'm, I am, I'm hyping up all of this stuff for Father's Day. So if you have a dad who, all of our dads are busy, right? Our husbands are busy. Our dads are busy. They need something that they can take in the morning with them with their cup of coffee out the 
door to get to work, and that is Built Bar. It is a protein bar, but it is covered in 100% chocolate. It, you guys, it tastes. You guys, are you chocolate lovers? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so I am what's known as the Built Bar dealer in this studio, and I've got a bunch in my in my dressing room. I, I have to get yes, I'm I have ready. to get you guys. They're so good. Yeah. So they're low in calories, they're low in carbs, um, they're high in protein and fiber, and the flavors are amazing. Like I said, they're 100% chocolate. Some are white chocolate, some are regular chocolate, but it, it, you feel like you're cheating on your diet, but you're not, because it's good for you, okay? So you gotta get this for dad, he's gonna love it. You can go to builtbar.com, use promo code NEWS15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Um, keep those pictures coming of your shipments coming in. I am loving them, and also you're making me really hungry. I know. So I kind of hate it, but I also love it. So go to builtbar.com, that's B-U-I-L-T bar.com, use promo code NEWS15. All right, I have two ladies at the table, so no better day than uh, for this news to come up. Actress Amelia Clark created a comic book superhero whose superpowers, this is, whose superpowers come from menstruation and said that the character will swing from her armpit hair like Spider-Man. Okay, I'm out on that. <laughs> Wait, really? You didn't, yes, you didn't tell yes. us that one. So, you cheated. See, I know. I, well, look, it's TV. I got to get your I got to get your reaction. But so she assembled a team of female comic book creators and produced the Mom, it's M O M, Mom comic book. Ooh, gender uh, language. Are you offended? I'm I'm offended on behalf of the left. <laughs> I think they'd be really sad by that. Yeah. So there's a mom now. Is she, wait, is Amelia canceled now because of this, or are they I liking sure it? I hope so. I never Let's know what her. they're going to like. I hope that like. she's canceled because so it's about a single mom mm. named Maya. And uh, do you think she's single because of the armpit hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. Maybe also the uh, the proud the proud menstruation superpower. I don't know. <sighs> uh, but uh, her superhero powers, they're manifestations of the side effects. So it says, uh, you know, the bloat, she, this is what she said, the bloating, the hair growth, the mood swings, the acne, all of it. Uh, and uh, now she's, when she's angry, she has superhuman strength. Um, when she's scared, she goes invisible. But, uh, but it's like just kind of a play on the way that females get whenever it's that time of the month. <sighs> but again, this is... I the superpowers come coming from menstruation really makes it sound like we are um, diminishing trans women oh. who cannot menstruate. Right. And I don't think that we're allowed to do that right now because trans women are real women is what I'm told. Yeah. But this is actually bringing up a great point, which is real women have menstruation and trans women, I guess, don't. So are they going to be left out? I'm just a little confused because sometimes <laughs> they, they do this kind of stuff where we're like highlighting women and titling books mom, but then they tell us that it's not breastfeeding it's chest or moms. women. It's people who give birth yeah, and, parent. and chest feeding. So it's erasing womanhood. And I, I love womanhood. I love motherhood. I'm not a mom yet, but I can't wait to have babies one day. I think it's a beautiful process. Why do we have to make gross things like this about our periods and about menstruation there's other ways to empower and lift up and respect women and and idolize women in this beautiful thing that is motherhood and womenhood and then they do these weird things i'm like no i'm, I'm not a part of that i i want to do things that right. that that make it more uh, relatable and show people what it's like to be a woman and a mom but wow they make it so weird sometimes it's hard to want to be their friend you know what i mean it's just one of the things <laughs> yes. like i want to support but you make it so hard yes yeah i totally <laughs> like you but I just can't it's like come on I like her too the actress I'm like dang it yeah why yeah it, it mm. does make it hard Aaron so if 
okay, wait. If, there's a lot <laughs> to break down here. Wrap her, wrap well, her, I'm her, done her with brain around Like three words to that: laser hair removal. No, <laughs> I can't. But so if it's if a birthing person has chest milk, and I, why are we talking about these gross? I, I like to be a lady. I fail sometimes. Yes, I yes, fail sometimes. Yes. But I don't want to talk to people about things that are un womanly right emily post would really be upset about yeah, this right these are private bathroom behaviors i right. think so yeah and if this is the mom's superpower i'm really upset by this <laughs> She's about to, Aaron's gonna <laughs> like, yeah i need therapy <laughs> if this is the mom's superpower the dad's superpower has to be spending four hours in the bathroom <laughs> I mean, That's a great and point. the little boy superpower is what? Picking their nose and then like touching their butt? Like, I can't. It is very bizarre because it's like, oh, the superpowers come from menstruation. It's let's empower women about the grossest part of being a woman. Right. Um, but then, you know, we don't want to empower women to actually be mothers and not abort their babies. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Good point. And also, by the way, if this is a superpower, how come everybody can do it that's a woman? <laughs> like, this is nothing that, like you can do better than me. Like, we all got this same kind of level playing field yeah, with this one. it just is like really, there's nothing super about it we all do it right right well we just don't talk about it because we have a little bit of a modicum but, of dignity then, but and then maybe their response would be well that's because being a female is very empowering and it's like oh uh, is that uh, back in style again gotcha yeah, yeah is that back in style well, it's, again it's even like the slut walks and stuff yeah. you've seen that where they dress up in lingerie and they walk around outside as and they say that it's to you know empower women and i'm like I think there's other ways we can empower women. Yeah. And when you like, am I committing wrong so things by saying that? Right. But I just feel like I could be empowered as a woman, I don't know, maybe by being told that I don't have to fit a certain mold in mm-hmm. society and it's okay to be a stay-at-home mom if you right. want to do that. There's a million stereotypes and problems that women face that we could address and instead we're like walking around in lingerie outside with our, our shirts off saying we want to be respected and then also writing books about menstruation. Yeah, it's uh, we've we've hit a low point, I think, in society. All right, um, really quick before we have to go, United Airlines announced that all new employees must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 starting this month. Uh, the CEO says it is the right thing to do. Um, I guess my question, I've got like a minute here. So, Erin, you are you're an attorney. Yes. So. Is this, how can this possibly be legal? This is really an experimental drug. They have um, not, it's not FDA approved. Unfortunately, it seems to be leaning in the way of legal. There are protected classes. Uh-huh. For example, pregnancy is a protected class. Okay. But you, you, that's the way to get there, I think. I've talked to an employment lawyer and he says that things aren't really on the side of... That's incredible. Well, I also I harken if, back if to... there are lawsuits, maybe we can get it on the books. I, I would like to. So well, if you look back to the 80s, yeah. remember when the AIDS epidemic broke out and the left then wanted medical privacy? You can't... Right, right. right. So which lane are they in? Yeah. Oh, the one that's convenient for them. And this is really sad. And this is nothing out of the ordinary. I know that... I shouldn't say the company, but I will. Goldman Sachs is making employees upload their stat. I, I don't know if it's upload the documents Papers, or upload please. their... That's yeah. the airline's doing. Um, um, yeah, so this is really creepy, and anyone on the left that thinks this is good because we're in a public health just be very careful because this is a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, last word here, Morgan. Uh, I heard that Americans said that they're not going to be doing this. So if you want to mm. get a job, I, I heard it's for employees applying after the 15th. So if you're looking for a job in the airlines, apply for American or another airline that's not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, I hope they get a blowback here, United. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. That is so crazy. Yeah, my friend's like a All right.
right. Uh, just to let everyone know, I don't know if anyone is in the area and if you can even get tickets, but we'll just brag for a second that we are going to be at the Turning Point Young Women's Leadership Summit. Uh, these two will be speaking on Saturday morning. Um, I will be speaking at a breakout session Saturday afternoon. It is all going to take place at the Gaylord uh, here in town. We are very, very excited to have not just you guys in town, but all of the young women. These are going to be, what age do they start accepting? 16? Yeah. High school and college. Yeah, high school and college women, young women who are interested, who are right of center, Mm -hmm. who want to learn more uh, about being in the political game. Part of me is like... They're babies. Maybe we should tell them, like, you don't, this is too <laughs> ugly for you guys now. You no. don't want it, but I know. We tell them to grin and bear it, go yeah. through it, and yeah. really get excited about it. Happy Warriors. And yeah. that's yes. what Turning Point really promotes. Yes. There's thousands of girls at the Gaylord right now getting yeah. excited for this chills. event. Yeah. When people say they want to take, oh, like, oh, I want to take a four-year nap, or I just want to stop watching the news, <laughs> I tell them, no, that's the opposite of what you should be doing. You should be getting yeah. more involved. Yeah. Run for school board. Run for city council. Go to PTA meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't sit back. This is not a spectator sport. Yeah. Well, especially I went to college at American University it's 90% identifying liberal and it was the number one most politically active campus in the country when I went it was it had this title right and they always love to promote it and I had a million crazy experiences yeah. there but it, what helps is having a group of people to support you and Turning Point really provides that yep. yeah well we are so excited to have you guys in town thank you so much for being here yeah. thank, thank you, you. Oh, we'll see you guys tomorrow I need that blood pressure medicine Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.